Principal Matters Podcast, episode 206. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I'm talking about growing through a mastermind with my special guest, Anthony Fisher. Anthony Fisher is the principal and chief academic officer of Dayton Business Technology High School, where students earn credits, develop leadership skills, and create plans for lifelong learning and community stewardship. He's also become a great colleague in learning because together we've been in a mastermind this past year with four leaders growing together in our understanding of how to serve schools. Anthony Fisher, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. I am just so excited to, to bring you into this setting because I want to introduce listeners to you and your experience. But before we get started, if you want to add anything to that introduction about yourself or your family or anything else that might surprise listeners to know about you, I wanted to give you that opportunity. Well, thank you, Mr. Parker. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share. Like you said, I'm Anthony Fisher. I'm here in Dayton, Ohio. I currently live in Springfield, Ohio, so it's a a little 20, 30-minute drive every day. Uh, It's good for my therapy. helps me get my mind together before we go down into Dayton and get to work. Dayton Business Technology High School, that's, that's what I'm really wanting to talk about is what it takes to be relevant where transformation and education meet. Mm-hmm. An opportunity to just share with people what we're doing here in this area and just a little bit about myself. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I am currently uh, a, a dad with a young man, a young woman, Anna and Simon. They're teenagers. They're in high school right now. And um, they're getting taller than me. So <laughs> they're, they're growing up good. They're growing up good. And uh, we're having a good time here just uh, taking care of each other and, and seeing all the different things that are happening in this unprecedented time that we're in. But we're enjoying it, you know. So, again, yeah. I thank you for giving me opportunity. Well, Anthony, it's my pleasure and honor to get to have this conversation with you. And I wanted to just ask you, to before we jump into some of the lessons we've been learning together that I wanted you to share with our listeners, Tell us a little bit more about Dayton Business Technology High School. You lead a really unique community school, and I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about what that looks like and uh, and what that opportunity looks like for, for students that come to your school. Well, we are, like you said, with Dayton Business Technology High School. It's a, a community school in downtown Dayton. Location, location, location. We are um, right next to American Red Cross in downtown Dayton, right across the street from Montgomery County law enforcement, the courts and things like that, but we're just right up the street from high rises. So our students get a chance to see all three sides of what life can offer you, you know, a piece of the pie, or if you want to go and take it the hard road, it's right across the street. So they get a lot of reality right off the bat. We have what's called a, a dropout prevention and recovery designation. So students who come to our school, they're in high school, 16 through age 21. They've had um, skill deficits. They've had some attendance problems. They probably had some social-emotional trauma, some things that may have happened to them. They're a couple grade uh, levels or credits behind their peers, and they may have some uh, skill deficits because of the trauma and some of the things that they've gone through. What we like to do is focus on around 150 students, 180 max. 
We've got a staff of around 16 content teachers and administrators. We are the land of the Pumas. And so we uh, really emphasize resilience because what do you call a person who was once a dropout and they decide that they're going to give themselves another chance? You call them resilient. And so we focus on resilient. We have a partnership with Sinclair Community College, Fast Forward Reengagement, where we handle the social emotional side of learning and education. There are things that lock people up and kind of keep them out of opportunities. It could be comprehension. It could be calculation. It could be some traumatic event that triggers their inability to really function in a normal setting. So what we've tried to do is put together an environment of teachers, content teachers, and administrators where we focus on solving the problem and teaching that and meeting the need and teaching that. Our goal is to make upright citizens that can make a positive contribution to society. And we've tied all of our content, math, reading, social studies, science, business, career tech, education. Um, We've tied it around the five pillars of food, shelter, clothing, health, and finance. That a real education is your ability to go out here and once you're declared an adult and you have to fend for yourself or you're what we would call independent or emancipated, that you're able to address those five areas, food, shelter, clothing, health, and finance. Mm -hmm. Focusing on that allows us an opportunity to see where our students are coming from, meet them where they are, and then teach them how they learn as opposed to how we teach. We are totally unorthodox in our approach, but we are really uh, dedicated to the quality of life, improving quality of life and graduation. And we've been making some real good changes, uh, transitioning. Dropout prevention and recovery is not glorious, but it's very, very, very rewarding because those who are given up on our education system give us a chance to prove to them so that they can prove to themselves that they can too be successful. Wow. Well, Anthony, as you've been serving students in your community who, frankly, at the age of 16 to 21, who are trying to recover credits at the same time, earn an education, obviously, by creating an atmosphere that's unorthodox, you know that unless you build strong relationships, you're never going to reach kids that otherwise would not have been successful in schools. And I, I really like how you boil that down to those areas of you know, food, shelter, clothing, health, and finance, but you're also a business technology high school. So I'm assuming you guys tie your content to specific behaviors and outcomes that will help them make that transition into business. Absolutely. Business and technology. And, you know, we've got partnerships again with uh, Commerce, uh, Montgomery County Career Services, Youth Resources, and things of that nature, institutions, organizations that are committed to helping students get out here and make a positive show of things. But it's not just business coursework or IT coursework. We like to teach whatever career field our students are interested in or employment opportunity. There's a business to that career field and there's a technology to that career field. If you're going to be a lawyer, there's a business of litigation And then there's the technology used to process the paperwork and do everything else. If you're a physician, if you're a nursing assistant, if you're a robot engineer, manufacturing, there's the the business of that particular career field. And then there's the technology used. And we like to get our students to focus on not just the career field, 
but the business of that career field, how to conduct yourself in it, and also the technology required to be successful in that career field, whatever it is. Wow. Well, I know because I've been able to spend time with you that you've had to, like everyone else, figure out how to transition those same services to your kids that had to move from in-person and pivot to home. And now you're looking at the possibility of beginning school. And I believe you guys are looking at an AB model, but you, you probably have had to postpone the beginning of school right. because, of, because of COVID outbreaks. But as, as you've been leading your community, one of the reasons that you and I connected is because we were a part together of a mastermind that I've been leading for school leaders where four of us come mm-hmm. together every single week. We share reflections. We do book studies together. We have a hot seat moment where somebody each week shares something that they're um, managing at their school where they would like feedback. And, and Anthony, I'll be honest, when you know I stepped into that meeting with you and these other leaders, I already knew I was in a room with a strong leader. And so I wanted to just pick your brain for other, other listeners out there who are considering how they can grow in their leadership. Why have you chosen a mastermind and why have you stayed in this mastermind as a way to help focus your own leadership? Mastermind with the content that you've been, that we've chosen and the way your approach it's a panoramic view there's one thing to be in the parade down on the on the ground level of a parade you're able to look left and right you can see the beginning of the parade but you can't see the end of it cuz you're in it you're down in it all you can see is the band coming towards you you don't know when this parade is going to end you know and if you got there late you don't know when it began So you're standing in the middle watching people walk past. A panoramic view allows me to see the beginning of the parade and the end of the parade. And what Mastermind does is it raises you higher, you know, for my lack of being able to explain and describe it so so people can get what I'm saying. We're we're able to get higher to see what we're looking at, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. If I know what I'm looking at and if I can see changes or trends or or have the tools in my tool belt to be able to say, okay, I need this pair of glasses to see that. I need this this particular tool in my tool belt. I need to understand that this particular person, for example, is a connector. Uh, This one is a, a nurturer or all of the different things that we use to do what we're doing. Mastermind helps you put a label to it and better use the tools. Gives you a better way of looking at it. And um, mm-hmm. I would I would recommend Mastermind because we're going to see a change in education is in need of a serious overhaul in some areas. Well, when you talk about that that panoramic view, you know, being able to step outside of your own leadership and look at it from the lens of someone else, I know that that I have that experience every time that we meet because we're able to look at each other's experiences from the perspectives of of an objective outsider as well. Um, but Anthony, for someone who's never participated in something like that, can you give, I would like your version, because obviously I can explain in my own words what mm-hmm. that might look like, but what is a typical mastermind, if you had to explain that experience to some to another leader, how, how would you explain that experience on a weekly basis? It's an opportunity to let your hair down, in a sense, connect with people who have a like mind in terms of serving and leadership. And it gives you a safe place to be able to communicate your concerns, things that you probably can't tell or that you wouldn't feel comfortable talking about to those that you have to serve. But it also gives you an opportunity to get perspective from colleagues who are seeing and going through 
the same things that you may be going through as a leader and servant. And then it also gives you an opportunity to say, okay, look at it this way. You've got more tools now. And in that process of acquiring tools, you, you've, you've got a community of people like-minded who uh, care about, focus on learning, you know, uh, celebrating the positive and, and the, the growth, identifying places where we can fix it, and, you know, really backing away from the table of fault, blame, and all of the other things that you have to deal with, the politics and how to perhaps look at those things with the clarifying questions or the wellness check component of uh, our mastermind. Uh, we have a, a topic of conversation around a piece of literature that's relevant to what it is that we're doing. And um, when you've got all of that compiled into an hour of time, it's truly a power hour. And you leave feeling empowered. You feel a little better about going and you're ready to do things that you just never thought you'd be able to really get off. And people are like, where are you getting this stuff from? I'm getting it from a mastermind group. Well, what do you, you guys are going to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Thanks for that summary, Anthony. And which led to my uh, next question, which was application wise. I mean, we've, We've done several books. I mean, in the mastermind that you and I have been in, we've done Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. We've done Transforming School Cultures with Anthony Muhammad. We've done The Five Voices with Jeremy Kubitschek. And so we've had a lot of great content that we've gone through. And obviously, we've also walked through the entire COVID closures together and and Mm -hmm. talking about school that's coming up. And so we've had both theoretical, but then also really practical applications to Mm -hmm. these conversations every single week for quite a while together. And so we've also gotten to know each other really well Mm -hmm. too. Where would you, um, I want you to just pick, pick one of those topic areas, uh, one of those books or areas. What's an area that when you look back at this past year that you feel like this is a piece of content that's really reshaped the way you lead? It's going to, you know, Malcolm Gladwell's Blink just kind of reminded me of the approach that we take a lot of times, but then to pay more attention. The Five Voices is really allowing me to see the, the team and people that I serve and my colleagues better. But that Transforming Culture, School Culture book by Dr. Anthony Muhammad is literally like a Bible of information where you're able to say, we can do what we see and how he explains it. I can take this immediately and apply it without having to gap it or, okay, well, I got to wait to apply this particular principle. No, you can plot, you apply these things. So it's very practical. Like I use the term tool belt. Mm-hmm. You look at you, you got this whole new tool belt and you're ready to use uh, these tools because you've Again, you're in the practice, you're in the actual community of education, but you don't always know what you're looking at. Sometimes you're pulling out, uh, was it a Phillips head screwdriver and you need a flat? You're still fixing it, but look how long it took you. If you'd have had the right tool, it wouldn't have taken so long. So the practicality of the mastermind, what we can take from week to week, and then also the self-monitoring, the fact that there is self-care concern but that we have to, you know, really keep that in its proper place as we move. And then remember, you know, we're, you know, we're serving human beings with feelings and all types of things that they may be going through, that these particular books that we've been uh, working through do not interrupt the organic growth process, but they enhance it. 
so that you're able to get in there with a better tool and get to work and to make more progress in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, and I know that Anthony Muhammad's book um, has been so pivotal in the in the work that all of us have been doing in terms of just rethinking the way that we look at our cultures with you know believers and tweeners and survivors and fundamentalists and encouraging part is just watching you, Anthony, as a leader, take those things and apply them to your own school culture, being able to better identify the people on your teams, being able to address what's a healthy culture, what's a toxic culture. And I know you. some of the things that you and I have talked about are confidential, so you can't talk about them publicly, but you've had to address some really difficult issues, even within your own team, of how can I make the best choice here to create the healthiest culture moving forward. And you've had the strength to do it. And I think the capacity to do it a lot of times because you've walked, you've walked into those meetings knowing that the things I'm getting ready to do are, are supported by good research. I, they're modeled by other great schools. And I have a team of other leaders that I've been able to vet my ideas with before I take action. And so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about two of the other aspects of the mastermind. And, and you've brought one of these up already, the self-care or the self-reflection. And then I want to move into a little bit about what, what a hot seat's like. But let's talk about self-reflection first. Um, what is it like each week as we walk through some of those self-care questions where you have to do a, a personal assessment on, on how you are doing as a person leading your school? It keeps you honest. The self-reflection, I always tell students, I say, responsibility is simply your ability to respond. And to have to respond and have the ability to respond, how are you doing? Have you uh, put your eyes on your team, your students, your building? How are you doing about your own prayer, meditation, self-reflection? How are you doing about your diet, the physical component of who you are, the, the engine that you have to keep feeding and keep going? And then ultimately, are you, are you still connected to your loved one, family, and friend? Those are four pillars that if you're honest and you stay on top of it, you benefit and you can see where you're either doing better or you're not doing so good and where you need to actually put the energy and effort or where you need to go sit down and rest. Or, you know, the self-reflection component of the mastermind meeting allows us to really say, I've got to keep myself in this thing that I'm doing. I can't, you know, sometimes we can get so busy that we lose ourselves or we, or we don't consider ourselves or our energy in all that we're doing. Well, with the self-reflection component, you're forced to, and then after a while, you know, a good 30 days of the same thing, and we've got, you know, a few months under our belt, it helps you to change and, mm-hmm. and just to become better. Anthony, yeah, I know when I said in those meetings too that it's almost impossible to walk through that self-reflection without some new action that you know you're going to have to take after the meeting. You know, like you're just mm-hmm. reminded every single week of, ouch, this is an area that I've, that I've been neglecting this last week that I really need to step forward into the following week because I know that my friends are going to hold me accountable the next week mm-hmm. um, to see whether I'm still focusing on those areas of priorities. So th- thanks for those yeah. for those ideas. And then talk a little bit, and I know that hot seat moments are the most confidential parts of our conversations because this is where we bring really the most difficult parts of our work to the team. And we say, okay, guys, this is what I'm dealing with. And each week, a different member takes that spot. And in some weeks, other people ask if they could take the spot because they're just in the middle of something that they immediately mm-hmm. need help with. But talk about that experience a little bit, Anthony, what that's been like for you and your leadership. Well, with hot seat, 
And like I said, you know, the, the confidential component of the mastermind group, what we talk about stays with us. That's very important because we work with each other. We don't work for each other. So nobody's paycheck is contingent upon what might be said. And you don't have to worry about the political nature of I've got to be careful. I can't step on. No, listen, I need to be able to talk to this or talk about this issue to a group of peers who may be going through the same thing. And this whole, oh, I'm not the only one kind of deal going on is very beneficial in terms of, so, you know, being in leadership, sometimes it can be isolating. Uh, you know, we, we have a tendency to get on islands because we've got stuff that we've got to get done. And um, this person isn't working along with what we've put in place, me being a pioneer, you know. And so how do you, oh, you're dealing with that too? So yeah, hot seat, talking about what's really happening and what's hot helps us to stay relevant, but it also gives perspective because of clarifying questions. This is what I'm hearing, Anthony. Is this what you're saying? Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Wow, okay, so did you think about have we thought about this, Anthony? Maybe did you try this? Yeah, tried that. That didn't work out good. Well, what type of, are they a tweener? Are they a believer? Are they a you know, pioneer? Are they a connector? Are they a guardian? Let's put some language around this person and get a profile. And maybe that'll help you to be able to see them better and know who you're serving. So those hot seats, you know, they get real. But, you know, in, in an environment that is highly political on one end, and then on the other end, very stressful, even when you're doing good, even when things are going great, you can't rest. Like, you know, you can't sit back too long or rest on it. You got to keep moving. But hot seat issues allow us an opportunity to talk about what's real and, mm-hmm. and, and get some perspective. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. I didn't see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Huh. You know, just like the last hot seat that I was in. Very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. Well, Anthony. Thank you for all that feedback. You know, several weeks ago, you and I were having conversations off the air and, and outside of the mastermind just about the, the benefits that that relationship has been with you. And, and so we were having such great conversation that I asked you for permission to do what we're doing right now, which is just, mm-hmm. could I turn on the mic and, and let's just talk about what this experience might be for other people. And as we step into this new semester, obviously I will be opening up some seats for other people who might be interested in joining a mastermind like this. I've got a free mastermind that's been going right now for those that are trying to um, brainstorm ideas for reopenings. And that's not what we've done traditionally, because what we've done traditionally has been based around these, these qualities that we've just talked about, which are focusing on specific learning content, self-reflections and self-care, and then hot seat opportunities for, for collaborative growth. Mm-hmm. If you were talking to a, another administrator who might be interested in this kind of growth in a mastermind, and you knew that that person or persons might be applying to step into our group, which is a really tight area of trust, you know, to open that up to other people requires us to make that investment too as a group. And so what would you, um, what kinds of persons would you be looking for if we were to open that up for additional people to step into that mastermind with us? We'd definitely be looking for believers. We'd be looking for people who still believe in a focus on learning, people who still believe in celebrating the fact that in environments that we're in, that ed- good education can go forward. Connections can be made with students and their families and the community can be strengthened by even the challenges of something like COVID, right? 
you need a group of people. I'm speaking to the administrator now. You need a, a group of individuals who know what you're going through. They're not, you know, disconnected. They're not insurance agents. They're not, you know, they're, they're in education and they're in a the business of education just like you. And they're seeing things. You need a group like this so that you can talk to them. You don't owe them anything. They don't owe you anything, but you can have honest dialogue. Open and honest communication builds trust and confidence. And you can share your principles. You can share who you really are or be with a group of people and be vulnerable enough to start finding out who you are as an administrator, as a leader, and as a servant. Actually be a part of a group that may may make you even, you know, look at, is this career field even for me? Is this even for me? Am I doing something that's beneficial for me or detrimental? And to have a group of people who won't judge you either way, but because you are all together, we're being human and we're just together. We're trying to be, you know, the best administrators and servants that we can be. And that's just the bottom line. I, I would recommend any administrator who wants to do better or still believes, still believes in education, not jaded, not institutionally, you know, just hardened, but really still believes in it, this will be very beneficial for you. Mm. And then here at the end, Anthony, let's talk a little bit about commitment because, you know, every week I share free content with Principal Matters listeners. I've been doing this for almost five years now, but to be a part of a mastermind, you have to be able to commit time and resources to that. So if you're talking to a leader out there that's trying to decide, is this worth the commitment of my time and resources, what would you tell them? It takes you higher. It allows you to see more than you would have saw um, just being in it. And it's not your typical or traditional training in the sense. You have to make a commitment, but the commitment that's being made to you against the commitment that you're making, you get more out of it than the hour that you put in. So, and I've missed because of the demand of the job, I've missed some opportunities and I've missed the fact that I've missed. It's hurt it hurt that I missed. Why? Because I know there's going to be something that I could have, you know, benefited from in just the dialogue of the actual mastermind session. So I'd actually, you know, I definitely, you know, encourage them to say, listen, you know, there is a level of commitment, but you, you know, you put one seed in the ground and you got 80 million apples. I mean, you're doing pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Anthony, I want to wrap up this conversation with an opportunity for you just to give us a little bit more, Anthony. I've known you long enough that I've had the pleasure of of watching you work through this relationship, knowing this conversations that you have with students and teachers and community members, knowing how much your community loves you. I'm just going to say that up front and knowing wow. how much you love your community. And uh, and I even had the opportunity of, of running into virtually another colleague um, outside of our group who told me, was just bragging on you and just, just talking about how much growth that that person has seen in your leadership in this past year. And, and I was smiling like a, like a brother, you know, just knowing that we've been growing together and, and it, just to rejoice with you, knowing that other people are seeing that growth too. If you had to um, in this conversation with, you know, what keeps you coming back to your school? What, what is it that keeps you returning to an environment that, as we talked about at the beginning, that is, that's not utopia. You're dealing with, a, a really uh, a clientele of, of young people who, who have struggled in the past, who are looking for opportunities, and you're trying to provide those opportunities that aren't always appreciated. So what is it, Anthony, that keeps you coming back each week as an educator that might remind other leaders why their work matters? I told my students 
This was 20 years ago in the middle school, sixth grade reading and language uh, arts class at Hayward Middle School here in Springfield, Ohio. I told them what my beloved professor, Dr. Gerald S. Norday, used to say to me and our, our students at Central State University. He would say, you know, you're the future leaders of America, whether you want to be or not. And he would leave it right there. And then he'd get started <laughs> on, on what, you know, whatever the topic was for the uh, class. And so I told my students one time, I said, one of these days, Mr. Fisher is going to be old. And I'm going to be at Kroger's, at the local Kroger's. And you're going to see me. I'm going to see you. We're going to be older. I said, I care about how you see me. Mm. Am I going to be the Mr. Fisher that you turn and walk away, you know, try to get away? Oh, I hope he doesn't see me because he didn't really do anything. He was a teacher, but I, he didn't do anything. He said I was a future leader of America, but he didn't do anything. He just, you know, worksheets and, you know, yeah, I got an education. Yeah, I went to school. But I don't care to remember that man. Or that's my teacher. That's Mr. Fisher. That's my teacher. And he's still in the neighborhood. And you can go up to him right now and he's going to give you some knowledge. He's going to tell you something. Or Mr. Fisher's in a nursing home. And you don't ever think to come visit Mr. Fisher because the investment that I made wasn't much of an investment. One day I'm going to be old and I want you to visit me. But if I didn't earn it, I need, I said, you might need me today as your teacher, but I'm going to need you tomorrow as my leader. So what I give you today, you use for tomorrow because I'm going to be dependent on you. And, and, and my kids, my children, they're going to be dependent on you. Will you be? you know, leading us, you know, and I used some choice words because of the kids I was talking to. They were like, you know, yeah, I want to, no, you're not, you're not. But ultimately that's what, and that's the reason why I still do what I do and get up and go in the morning is because I'm invested in the future of this country and the future of this country is the youth of this country, you know? And um, I just think that's the smartest way and, and to live is make an investment in your future because you have them all around you. Wow, Anthony. I'd leave it to Anthony Fisher to just just give me chills. I, I, Anthony, that just got me so motivated that I, I can't think of a better way to, to end this conversation. Principal Matters listeners, if you were not inspired by those words, then I'm just going to ask you to rewind and listen again <laughs> because you need to be reminded every single day that the work that you're doing is investing in the future leaders who are going to make who are going to shape the way that our communities become. And so it's, they're, they're worth the investment. And you know, in some ways, it's almost selfish, Anthony, to think that the work that we're doing is really serving ourselves too, because when we create better communities, we have a better place to live. Absolutely. And when we're creating better communities, then other people appreciate that work because we're doing this together. It's, it's mm-hmm. not kids and students and teachers. They're not objects of our, of our work. They are people. And together... Uh, we create learning communities. Well, Principal Matters listeners, if you'd like to reach back to uh, me to find out more about um, our upcoming mastermind opportunities, you, just, you can certainly do that at my email address at will at williamdparker.com, or you can check out um, the mastermind link at my website at williamdparker.com. But Anthony, if, if leaders want to reach out to you to learn more or connect with you, do you mind sharing your contact information? You don't have to give your phone number on the podcast, but if you, if you want to point them to your website or your email address, I'd love for other leaders to be able to connect with you. I'm Anthony Fisher, Dayton Business Technology High School of Dayton, Ohio. 
And I could be reached at A Fisher, A F I S H E R, at Dayton Tech, D A Y T O N T E C H dot org. Or you can contact the school on our website, Dayton Business Technology High School of Dayton, Ohio, where transformation meets education. We're really just trying to make a difference in the community. And anybody that will join, uh, you cannot lose with uh, Mr. Will Parker. He's the real deal. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for walking through what a typical mastermind looks like. This is work that I love um, and enjoy and look forward to every single week. And just having you unpack that has just been so helpful for me too, just to understand the value of what we're doing together. Well, Principal Matters listeners, I hope that you remember that what you do matters. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, friend. Thank you, my friend. Man, that was good. Man, you just gave me such chill bumps. And that's when you were wrapping that up. I felt like I'd gone to church. That was so so good. Oh, I love that. There's just nothing as powerful as a good story. You know, just being able to picture you standing there in front of those kids, picturing you giving them that image of stepping into that grocery store someday. And how are they going to respond when they see you? Are they going to run? away or run to you. And all of that really depends on what kind of relationship you've developed with them. That's right. And how meaningful you made that learning. And it doesn't mean that you're their friend necessarily, but it definitely means you've gained their trust so they can actually learn. That's it. It's good stuff. We're headed, you know, with this COVID and some of these other things that are happening, part of our curriculum, and, and you might want to tell some people, listen, don't be too shy to put together survival, no, you know, survival kits. So you need to make sure you've got this. If you're this size family, make sure you got this much water, just, you know, make sure you got 30, 60 days dry food, mm-hmm. different things like that for what's coming. Part of our being educators is educating people about what's coming, not just what's been or what's it. And so part of it is going to, re- I think that's going to really take that we have to add that to part of our parent teacher conferences or orientations or, you know, website blasts. This is a serious message. Please take time to put some money aside, collect water, you know, canned foods and things like that, that you would need just in case. We have, you know, hostile situations all around the globe now. We've got weather incidents. We've got all kinds of things like that. Now we've got a pandemic. If nothing's pointing to making sure that you've got some type of survival management plan for your family, I just think schools should be one of the places that can make recommendations. Not telling you how to do it, not telling you what you should do or what to do, but making recommendations as educators that this is a part of your education. Yeah, that's good, Anthony. You know, today I was listening to a conversation. Dr. Barb Sorrells does a lot of trauma-informed strategy work with elementary and secondary teachers, but her background is in elementary. And she was talking about ideas that she's been sharing with teachers of as you're re-entering, whether that's digital or in person, to go ahead and begin to prepare your kids, especially your smallest ones, for the possibility that they may have to pivot home again, or maybe a while before we're back together. And so she even talked about, you know, like taking, helping them to create like a scrapbook, something that they can take with them that tells the story of what their daily routines are or who their friends are at school waiting for them so that they have something to hold on to and refer back to emotionally so that they can stay connected to what's going on in school too. You know, putting together a book of, you know, taking a picture of every kid in your class, even with their mask on 
and putting it all in a book together so kids can identify their friends just from their eyes, you know, and, right. you know, because they may not be able to see their faces if they're masked, if, if there's masked mandates. And I know that all sounds so dystopian, you know, when we talk about, you know, running schools like that or thinking about creating survival management plans. But, you know, that's a part of taking care of your community too, not to scare them, but just no, to be that, to just them. to be that extra resource for them to think through the things that, um, that, that you're there to help them prepare for. You know, what other institution would be um, given the responsibility or the ability to respond to that reality that we are, we might have to lock back down. And the one institution that makes every other institution, which is education, and education in Latin is to remove ignorance, to remove not knowing. Now you know. And G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle, right? Mm -hmm. So... Part of, I tell, I tell my team all the time, there's no one that you can't educate. That's your job. That's your career. That's what you do. So if they know you're an educator and you're in education, well, get to educating, letting them know. Wherever they're at, be willing to help. Mm-hmm. Give them information and knowledge. So, Well, friend, thank you so much. I know we're going to circle back together. Yeah, here in about an hour, right? Yeah, here in about an hour. I just have to know behind your shoulder, is that a bottle of syrup or is that some really good brandy? No, this is a 100% pure grade A dark color maple syrup. <laughs> I was like, I'm either going to come over to your house for pancakes or a really good drink. <laughs> well, we could do both. All right, my friend. It's right. good to see you, Anthony. I'll see you back for Mastermind later. Have a great night. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com.